into this? Yeah. Okay. Hello, and welcome to Side Character Quest. This is your DM and host, Ty. And with me today, again, back at it again, is... Hi, everybody. It's Mallory, playing as Alton (laughs) for the third time. So if you don't recognize me, go back lots of episodes. There are two whole story arcs of information that you probably you, um, you probably need. I mean, for this, this is going to be a, a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a mini arc that's kind of like setting. Mm, I don't want to say too much. I'll leave that little bit in as a little tease. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- this is going to be like a huge thing. So I would really say that you should probably only listen to this one if you already know what's happened before with Alton. And with that in mind, actually, we should probably do a, just a, a quick little recap, just so that people have the vague idea of, of what's going on. Do you want to do that, or do you want me to do that? I can try. All right, go for it. Do uh, it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Well, that's, a, <laughs> that's unsettling. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Alton is a Guildmaster locksmith from a small town around Cirque, which is a big city. He ran away from that city to escape a gang that he accidentally had to join, along with his friend and wizard, um, Wark. I did not forget Wark's name. I just couldn't remember if he was a wizard or an artificer, or if that is the same thing. Uh, I, I think that, like, wizard, artificer, and that, like, those sort of distinctions exist for gameplay and class purposes, but Wark's just Wark. Cool. Works works a magic user is the important magical thing. Magical boy. A magical, magical boy. Magical boy Mork. Mork. <laughs> and they go to St. Simone's Island where they meet um, their new skelly friend, Maureen, who doesn't want to be a skeleton anymore. And so they try to make it so that she is not a skeleton and they instead turn her into a sand monster. <laughs> so she, at the very least, does not appear to be a skeleton anymore. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if this is better, so they are now going off on an adventure to try to fix that into something a little better. <sighs> okay, uh, quick... How was that quick, recap? <laughs> quick game. Quick, I, I'm going to have a quick game for you and for the listeners. Play along at home with us, please. Um, Mallory, mm-hmm. would you rather be an undead animated skeleton or... An abomination against God sand monster. Probably the skeleton. I had to think about it for a second because I would like to destroy some cities. But <laughs> I feel like skeleton has the option of terrorizing, but also the option of blending more. So skeleton. Mm. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. What I mean, about because, you, Ty? Like, I mean, with that explanation, I kind of, I'm kind of feeling the the skelly person as well. Oh boy, that's that's hard to say. Oh, mm, mm, mm. Yeah. All right. I've created a a, a a a riddle that even I cannot answer, um, because I have no ability to make decisions. Anyway, speaking of me not being able to make decisions, you want to get into the show? Yeah. All right, let's do it. (laughs) 
The sound of footsteps of many people hits your ears. You can smell food from the street carts uh, that you walk are walking by down these streets. You see the crystal glow of streetlights on this dark day in the late evening. Uh, and you are headed into the office. Your building is just outside of the uh, central palace of Bregatone. What, what do you look like? I am a human. Yes. Female. I would say about five, nine, average build, blonde hair, in fairly common clothes, like nothing, nothing super fancy, just like, you know, workplace attire. And yeah, I've got a bag that's just full of papers, so many papers. And, um, oh, shit. What are those old, <laughs> what are the little county things? Abacus? You, yes, I've got one Abacus. of those in my bag for sure. Oh, are you a, an accountant? Yes. Um, so what are, you, uh, what are you going into the office to work on right now? There's a bit of an emergency because there seems to be a lot that's about to, like, there's a ton of spending happening right now, and no one's really sure where we're going to get all this money to pay for all the things we need to pay for. So they're calling us into the office late to try to push some numbers around to see where we can pull some finances from to cover costs. (laughs) As you're getting ready to enter your office, uh, you see somebody standing right outside and he shoves a pamphlet into your hands. Do you take it? Yes. Looking for some good recruits for the Bregatone Army. If you know anybody in your household, any brother, sister, that's looking for something to do, you uh, give them the good word, all right? You got it. And I just keep shuffling by. Stepping into the office building uh, with this pamphlet in hand, you see normal day-to-day life. Uh, You see someone greeting you from the front desk, and you walk past them, move on to your office space. What what does it look like inside? Like at my desk right now? Yeah. Do you have a private office? Do you have like a sort of a big open space? I feel like it's kind of like a big open, like a a cubicle kind of situation where there's just like a bunch of people in a big open space, but we have like our own little areas and mine is just covered with, with papers right now. So you sit down at your desk, you start getting, getting ready for your day, uh, set up your abacus, um, which I'm going to say is a a nice family heirloom. Um, (laughs) <laughs> uh, Long you... line of accounting in this, in this family history. <laughs> um, and as you're doing that, uh, one of your coworkers walks over um, carrying a extra cup of coffee. But as they're approaching you, they trip and stumble and drop spill the uh, the coffee on you, and your eyes open up. You find yourself sitting in grass on a hot, humid day, or hot, humid evening, I I suppose. Um, The sun has started to set, and you see, sitting next to you, a dwarven man about your age with a tidy beard, uh, charcoal-stained fingers, cleft lip, hesitant eyes. It's Wark, your friend. You also see a young human woman with a kind face and a strong posture, clear even when seated. She's wearing a paladin's tabard 
made of purple and black seersucker, and her spear is resting behind her in a shadow cast by a tombstone inscribed in memory of Eldrick of South Bend. Oh, uh, you're, you're awake? Did you say Eldrick of South Bend? Yes, Eldrick of South Bend. Okay. Sorry, continue with work real quick. Uh, do you, do you want to... No, sorry, just, just start over. I just, I was so distracted by you saying Eldrick. No, go for it. Uh, do you want to, do you want to roll a history check for me real quick? Actually, I, I mean, don't think that Alton you would need to roll. noticing this. Mallory is just confused. <sighs> I don't think that you would need to roll because I feel like this is a thing that would be evident. Um, if you want to know more than, than you can roll, but you, uh, Alton know that Eldrick of South Bend is the is part of a long line of Dricks uh, <laughs> uh, from South Bend, which includes the late Sir Roderick, Lord Cedric, and Lord Frederick, who you are all familiar with. I don't know if you've ever met Sir Roderick. Do you think you have? I don't think so. I have met Lord... You've met both of the others. Frederick. Yes. He's the older one, right? Uh, I believe Cedric is the older one. I can check. Whoops. We do this every time. Uh, we do it every time. Lord Cedric is the older one, yes. Cedric is the one that's that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Frederick and Roderick are also cool, but Alton at least knows Cedric pretty well. I just noticed that Lord Frederick is named Frederick, and if, if he looks anything like Sir Roderick, he probably looks a lot like Fred from Scooby-Doo. And I, I, I just like that. <laughs> I think that's neat. <laughs> I think that's neat. <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you know that this is a long line and you are sitting in the family graveyard for this illustrious family. Gotcha. In the small town of South Bend. Cool. Um, what did work ask me? I don't remember, but I'm let's sorry. say... I So... What what have you seen so far? Um it's it's not over, is it? Because I've just seen an office. Knox is not going to just give you the answers. I, I, anything that you're going to get from any sort of divine being is going to be weird and kind of vague. So um it's well, not. It's, off... it's probably not over yet. If you if you don't have a good sense of what you're supposed to be doing next, then it's it's probably not over. Yeah, if we're going off of just what I've seen so far, then I think we need math. Oh, well, I, in that case, we should probably go up to Mount Rena. Uh, they've got plenty of Earth monsters up there, best in all of the land. Is there? Why am I awake, though? Is it... How do we... Do we have to restart everything? Um, as you see that, uh, or as you say that, you look down at your hands to see the symbols that have been painted on them as part of the ritual, uh, and you can see these sort of faint shadows drifting over your skin that seem independent of anything that might be casting them. I don't I don't think that I don't think that it's over yet. Uh I would say probably just you just want to close your eyes and let yourself see whatever comes next. I do that. 
the heat of the night, the stickiness of the humid air, um, the sound of cicadas, it all fades away as you close your eyes. You're stirring awake. The scent of honeysuckle, blood, and burnt leather hit you. Through the bushes, your eyes are immediately drawn to a nightmarish sight. A flaming beast corrupted with charred cracks spidering through their flesh. But as soon as you see it, the stallion is already moving away. And the sound of footsteps draw your concussed vision closer. You see a thickly muscled soldier take off their helmet, revealing their pointed ears, orange skin, and exhausted face. They toss the helmet to the ground and begin walking, sword in hand, towards your superior officer, collapsed on the ground. This isn't what an accountant does. What do you do? Um, you said I am concussed. Am I otherwise injured? Uh, you look at yourself, you're, you know, in these bushes, hidden from view, um, but you are, other than your ringing head and slightly, slightly blurred vision, you feel okay, uh, which is very, could not be said for anyone else on the battlefield. Yeah, that was my um, next the, question. Looking, okay. at, looking around, is this, is this end of days kind of stuff? You are in a... Uh, what what was probably a pretty peaceful and beautiful field uh, maybe a few hours ago. Um, but yeah, everybody around, uh, you just see slaughtered compatriots, um, bodies of, of other folks uh, from the other side. Um, you see these strain, the corpses of these strange elemental monsters, corrupted beasts. And everyone besides the soldier walking towards your superior uh, seems to be down for the count, either dead or dying. Uh, this battle did not go well for either side. Alright, alright. Um, is my superior officer alive? Looking in his direction, you can see that he is moving, he is breathing, you can see his, um, his chainmail rising and falling with his breath, but he does not look good. He, he looks like, without medical attention, he would probably die fairly soon, and with this person walking towards him, he's probably going to die very soon. Cool. I'm going to charge the orange monster. Okay. Roll me a attack roll. With Alton stats? Or... <laughs> um, <laughs> let's say... With, with um, what... Uh, do you think that this person would have a pretty similar personality to Alton? Pretty similar, I, like... I think so. I was okay. trying to think, like, I imagine, depending on how much time has passed, they have at least trained to be proficient in whatever weapon that they are using. Okay, that's fair. But, like, not trained long enough to become, like, a warrior. Yes. So, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider that the this accountant woman has gotten beefy, but like I imagine she is at least proficient in the weapon being used. Gotcha. I will say also that um, because of your concussion, you have disadvantage, but because the other person does not know that you're coming, you have advantage. Cancels each other out. 
Oh, thanks. So generous of you, Ty. Such a kind and benevolent DM. So what should I add? Uh, what If I'm using just a, a, a... Are you just charging forward? Or are you doing... Like, are you just trying to like bum rush them? Like, I have, like, a, a sword. Okay. Uh, strength, strength, probably. Yeah, strength. I can't imagine that you're fighting in a dexterous way. Fair. Yeah. That's a 12. Oh man, I was really hoping that was gonna be a, a, a crit fail. No, it's a it's a twelve. So it's a 12. it might as well have been. Okay, you rush forward um, to this this person. You you go to slash their sword uh, or your sword against them, and they hear you coming and turn just just barely in time and sidestep your blade, just sort of glancing off of their shield, uh, which they raise up just moments before you strike. And then they are going to take a, a hit at you. Uh, that'll be a 14. Okay, so Alton's AC is 14. I feel like it would be fair that this person would have armor that is better than whatever Alton wears. That is fair. That is fair. Okay. <laughs> this so, per- um, so this person swipes down and misses you as well. And I'm going to... Oh, man. Because I don't want to play out all of this combat. Thank you. Um, Neither do I. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to say that we are going to do one contested throw to see who gets the better of who in this situation. How, how well you, you come off. Um, if you can tell me something that you do to give yourself advantage in this situation, I will give you advantage. Is this... Because this is like a, a mon- monster thing, right? Like, is it, is it like way bigger than me? Uh, looking at this person, you recognize them as being a hobgoblin. That is that is probably not a word that is super familiar to Alton, um, but you recognize this person as a hobgoblin, and they are about your same height, uh, but they are very very built very strongly. They're not they're not hulking and massive. Gotcha. I'm going to assuming that I am not going to beat this thing in a fair and square one-on-one and more looking to cripple it or slow it down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for like the the legs, like knees or tendons in the legs to try to slow it down in enough time to where I could maybe drag my superior officer away from it or yeah. Okay, so, so basically you're not going for the kill. You're just going to like try to buy yourself time. Yes. Okay. I don't know if that would give me any kind of advantage, but flavor-wise... Yeah, flavor-wise. Uh, I think that... Um, I think I won't give you advantage for that. Uh, but I, I do, I do I like do. flavor. I do like the... What do the, I have in my inventory, Ty? Uh, what do you have in your inventory? You tell me. You have your family <laughs> abacus? <laughs> I'm gonna rip it apart and use it as ball bearings. <laughs> um... No, I don't know. I got nothing. I'm going to sling my okay. sword at it. What, are we just rolling a straight up D20? Straight up D20. All right. That's 13. 16. And that's the end of the episode, everybody. That's the like, end of the- thank you so much for listening. <laughs> uh, Alton will be back, but this mysterious accountant will not. <laughs> <laughs> Trading blows back and forth. You start, you feel like you are making. Like, you're really holding your own. You feel like you actually have a chance of taking this person down and maybe, just maybe, getting your uh, your superior officer 
I wish I'd give him a name because I would feel more emotionally resonant right now. Um, <laughs> out of this guy I just met. This guy you just met. Um, getting him out of here Steven. alive. Steven. Steven out of here alive. But at just the worst, the worst moment, as you're, you're moving towards him to deliver the killing blow, your foot catches on a corpse and you stumble just for a moment. And he swipes at your legs with his sword and knocks your knees out from under you. Your eyes open. You are back in the field. You are back in South Bend uh, with Clara and Wark sitting next to you. It's clearly much later in the evening. Um, The sun appears to have fully set and sees the beginning of starlight above you. Uh, that was weird. And uh, you look at your hands, and you can see, for the briefest of moments, the accountant's hands. And then they fade and shift away, like shadows melting with the rising sun, and you see your own again. I think I'm seeing someone's memories, but have either of and I describe a hobgoblin to these two, and say, do either of you know what this is? I've never heard of that before. Wark, meanwhile, puts his hand on his chin and rolls a history check. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I I feel like when I was young, my father uh, told me about the Derma Lodge at Mount Rena, and he described. He told me that he had seen many. Strange things, uh, strange people, there, and, uh, who knows? Huh, well, I don't think, just given general shape, that Maureen is, is, I was gonna say is a hobgoblin, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't remember that word, is one of those, so I don't know how this is helping, and I'm gonna go back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) all right well uh have a great nap (laughs) um i'm gonna fade out as that happens and then fade back in to the next scene you are standing with your splinted leg uh with a what's the word i want crutch yes with a crutch um under one of your shoulders and in front of you is the arcanist Arcanists, the tent of the Arcanist. <laughs> there we go. Sitting in, in front of you in the middle of this camp. You've moved away from the front lines, as it were, uh, and have gotten into an area that's considerably safer than you were before to recover. Did Stephen survive? Stephen did survive. Oh, good. Uh, but yeah, the flap to the tent uh, is open, and they're waiting for you. I hobble on in. Stepping in, you see a, a what feels like an impossibly clean war tent to you. <laughs> just it feels it feels oddly familiar. There is clearly like an office space. There are clearly tools for sending rituals. Uh, just the the sort of thing that you are just have not seen in so long. Um, you even see uh, an abacus sitting in the corner. But more importantly, you see a older man in uh, robes, 
sitting beside a another woman in uh, a younger woman in robes, uh, around your age, maybe a, maybe a tad bit older. Ah, I see you got our message. Mage Grace, you may go. And uh, the woman stands um, and nods her head to to Arcanist Query, and then she bows slightly to you and leaves the tent. Well, please sit. All of this protocol, uh, military rigor is, has its benefits, but you can rest. You've earned it. I, I sit. <sighs> Tell me, how have you felt being a soldier of Bregatone? Um, tired. Well, I, I can uh, relate to that. This has been a long, long fight. I wouldn't be surprised if your parents had been in it. Mine certainly were. And, well, things are only getting worse, as I'm sure you've seen. There was a time when they wouldn't even approach our borders, but, well, things have changed. I've called you here because, well, we've been looking for someone. And, well, Officer Stephen says that you're someone who deserves a chance to help bring this war to an end. Would you like that chance? Yes. But I'm not, I'm not sure what you mean. Tell me, do you think you can be much use on a battlefield right now? Do you? As you are? How much fighting have you done? <laughs> uh. Sir? <laughs> Excuse me? Sorry. I'm no, I... Tri- the, the fucking old white man patronized me, <laughs> triggered something deep. <laughs> I love it. No, I... I understand that you have the right to be angry. It's not your fault. You've given your all to this fight. And I'm just offering you the opportunity to give more than your all. You see, the best mages of all of Bregatone have been working together to craft a new ritual which they believe will help turn the tide of this war. With the proper sigils and wards to direct it, and with the blessing of at least one divine entity to trigger it, we believe we can turn a human, like yourself, into a sort of focus for natural and elemental forces. My colleagues believe we need a druid for it, but the dwarves aren't willing to work with us and... Frankly, there's no one I know of in Bregatone attuned enough with natural forces of magic to make any much of a difference, but that's besides the point. Sorry, I, I get carried away. Regardless, I think we are ready to make an attempt, and that is why you are here. I, um, this is Mallory talking. I know it's hard to tell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... 
I was just going to say, I imagine this, this person that was just an accountant and then was thrown into war and is now in this creepy... I don't know if you meant to make this person creepy and unlikable, but... Oh, boy. Oh, this no. Sketchy. This is a scary that's time pretty, to be in. That's pretty intentional, I would say. Okay, good. Yeah. I imagine that this person is skeptical and then in their head, they just hear... Oh my god, do it, 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 do it. And that's also taking the wheel for a minute. Oh, that's radical. Wait, wait, I think this is why I'm here. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Um I don't know if anything was even asked of me to respond or not, but guess I would just say, uh, can you tell me exactly what I what's expected of me? All that we are going to need is you to stay here for a few more weeks while we get everything prepared. Uh, we just have some final touches that... Adjustments to the spell, since we aren't going to have a druid to help direct it. And once everything is ready, we'll call on you, and you soon will be the hero that Bregatone has been waiting for. You open your eyes. It is very late now. Um, The moon is glowing up above you, uh, casting a decent amount of light around you. And again, once again, you can see for a moment the hands and uniform of this accountant before they melt away like shadows from a candle. And uh, you see Wark and Clara Drinking from bottles of chocolate milk. Oh, you're you're awake. Have you learned anything? As the as I'm like waking up and the uniform is fading, I I look down. Like what? Like is there like a, a markings of any like a symbol, a sigil, a, anything on this to like point to where and or when this is happening? The symbol on your chest as you look down that's very quickly fading away. You don't get a great look at it um, before it's disappeared, but you get the the sense that it, there is some sort of crest emblazoned on your, your chest, some sort of animal head. But Clara sees you looking and says, It was a, it was a boar. I, I recognized it. It's the same symbol that, uh, um, it's the same symbol that Sir Roger had on his, uh, his hammer. Does that, does that mean anything? Is, that a, is it a family thing? Is it a... Uh, father Cedric has told me that he inherited from his father, who inherited from his mother, who inherited from his father, or her father, um, so on and so forth. Uh, but... Huh. It's probably not important. Work. I think I'm going to be in the ritual. <laughs> oh, what? Sorry, say that again. I missed it. I think I'm about to be a sacrifice. <sighs> Wait. Like, you like Alton... <laughs> Uh, is Nox going, like, wait, I, you said this was going to be safe. Clara, well, I swear to God, oh no. He drops his, his milk. Wait, hold on, Clara, if I if I die in, if I die in the game, do I die for real? I, I don't think if that's how, I die how, in the vision, I don't think, do I die for real? I don't think that's how this works. You guys need to okay. call. I, if I swear, I swear. If I become a sand monster in the ritual, do I become a sand monster for real? The way I keep the the hands in the uniform for a minute, and am I gonna be a sand monster in this world for a minute? You know, that's actually maybe mm. 
for maybe for a minute. I, I don't know. We might get a good look at a terrifying thing. Wait, so what's happening? <laughs> what what are you what have you learned? Whatever here? whatever I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but there's some big war and they've voluntold me to be <laughs> the the sacrifice of a person. They said that whatever is gonna happen is gonna save everybody. But like I haven't like seen any thing to know like if it's the same ritual that we tried with Maureen or if it's a similar thing or but they're doing some kind of earth magic but they're very specifically trying to do it like make it up as they go like they're not like they seem like they have stolen this and are just trying to do it make it do something else okay who, who have they stolen it from who have they stolen it <laughs> Sometimes his, like, cadence is, is really <laughs> difficult to, like, form into normal human speech. But he's, he's before, dwarven. Before you do that again, did, yeah. did they specifically name drop Bregatone? Or this is Bregatone? Yes, and they, they, they specifically... They have referred to the army of Bregatone. They have said that you are, you okay, are so from Bregatone. we are Bregatone. We are Bregatone, yes. Go with Work's thing again, where he asks his question in normal cadence? I... I don't remember what I asked. Uh, you, I, I, I had said that they had like they're like taking this information and trying to make who, it. Who did they steal it from? Who did they steal it from? Who did they steal they... it from? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, do you want to? You want to run? No, that that's one more fine. Time? Okay, it should be fine. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if s- steal is the right word. They seem to just, I, you know, I don't know enough about magic to know how much is shared between the different kinds of magic people. But these people seem to be not druids, but they referenced druids a lot in that they probably should have a druid. And they may. I don't know. I've just seen one creepy man. Well, uh, I suppose I could... Is now the time that I should tell you about, uh, how magic do? Probably not. And I close my eyes and lay back down. (laughs) You open your eyes. You are walking. Um, Your crutch has been replaced with a slight limp as you make your way towards the location of the ritual. Where are you? Like, you're not in a swamp, you're not near an ocean. What is the environment that you are in? Um, I I thought we were in a field, but did we go somewhere else? Enough time has passed that you could have traveled somewhere else. If you would like to be in a field, you may be in a field. Would we have traveled somewhere? I don't know wherever we need to be to do this damn ritual. Okay. Um, so here's what I'll here's what I'm gonna say to you, Mallory. <laughs> I might I'll probably cut this out, but who knows? You can choose a location, and it may have impacts on the future of the show. I guess I don't know anything about the landscape of this place. But just being out in the middle of the field seems lame as hell. So the ritual can be anywhere? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It's technically somewhere near where you were in this flashback, but that, that you know, 
it's very flexible. Gotcha. Because we haven't we haven't specified where exactly you were gotcha. during this flashback. Flashback. Um, I imagine flashback. it's a a little hilly area with some some woodsiness, light light woods, <laughs> light woods, you know, light wood atmosphere. Like not dark wood, but like light woods. Light woods. Not like there's gonna be like a witch and a goblin like <laughs> brewing up a storm, but like there's gonna be like cute little woodsy animals prancing around. Light woods. Light woods. <laughs> so you are, are walking uh, into the this wooded area, going up this small hill that is really starting to ache, but you are moving with your your leg is really starting to ache as you go but you're moving with purpose. And before long, you see, you can hear speech uh, through the trees. You open up into a clearing uh, where the trees have been chopped down and pulled up by the roots. And then the ground has been uh, laid flat for Mage Grace and Arcanist Query to perform, uh, to prepare the ritual. Um, they also have a couple of other uh, folks, um, they're helping them, uh, but they aren't people that you know. They're, they're, they've just only recently arrived. Um, by the way, uh, the rest of your camp um, has mostly, like most of the, the people have moved on. You guys are, are not with the main group of soldiers at this point. Moved on because this area is just destroyed now? Uh, more because you are, like, you guys are are not at the front lines anymore. You guys are a little bit more towards the interior of Bregatone. Everybody else has gone out to the front to hold off uh, any armies that are moving their way west. But you see this, this ritual being laid out in front of you, and it is very similar to... It strikes a memory to you, Alton. This looks remarkably similar to what... Maureen had you and help uh, you and work help prepare. The only difference being that instead of there being driftwood and shells and everything uh, gathered around to provide some sort of link to the druidic magic of the coastline, you instead have branches from the trees, uh, some leaves from a holly bush. You have seeds from a pawpaw tree, feathers from a crow, uh, that sort of thing. Um, you can actually hear crows uh, off in the distance cawing. Have I, the accountant, been told like been told what the end goal is? You have been told that you will become a focus of druidic magic. You will become stronger than anyone before you will be able to bend nature to your will. And most importantly, you will be able to protect your friends and family. You'll be able to push back the forces of the God King. And once they see you in action, no one will ever threaten Bregatone again. Cool. I just didn't know if, um, <laughs> a, if you were going to keep talking. No, no, I'm good. But B, if they, if that creepy man had ever specifically said, like, this is going to be something done to you, or if I am just, like, 
going to die and it's going to release I didn't I no listen this is not this is not something I didn't know this is not something uh, it, I, I imagine that these are conversations you have had with cool. um, Arcanist Query and he has generally brushed off these questions um, some of the uh, the other mage that you've worked with though has been more direct uh, more uh, more willing to answer your questions and address your concerns and has also promised that like once this happens they will they will help you figure out how to use the new magic that will be flowing through you cool um, one last thing and then we can proceed sorry no this is great if Alton is able to drive this car even a little bit he is looking around like furiously at exactly what is happening or being said or chanted or if there's symbols on the ground and like you know he's he's trying to observe to see what is similar and what is different okay 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 uh first on that on that first note what is similar and what is different roll me an arcana check uh this is going to have a pretty high dc just because, like, you don't know a lot. <laughs> I add nothing to that. That's an 18. Woo! Okay. Um, looking at this, uh, perhaps you had talked a bit about how this ritual worked with Wark in the, the weeks preceding do, communing with, with Nox uh, in this way. But looking at this, you get the sense that what you were looking at is, pro- it is prototypical. Like, it is early this this seems simpler in some ways less refined than the ritual that Maureen performed like this is this is an earlier version that clearly had been iterated on before the version that Maureen had that is that is what you can tell arcana wise uh, if you're trying to get any other information um, from what you can observe uh, or you know listen to people saying, tell tell me what type of thing you are li- looking for. Ty, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't want to end this dream world, and then you be like, I don't know, what'd you learn? <laughs> I don't, don't I don't know. Does Alton remember? Roll a check. So Alton's looking around. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get as much. That he can get out of this weird dream vision. And we don't have to explore everything about it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I just want you, I want you, the DM, to know that Alton is investigating. Okay, that is that is great. Um, I, Ty, right now, me, real-life Ty, um, I, I want to give you something for the fact that you're taking the initiative to try to learn something right now. I cannot think of what you could learn in this moment, uh, besides the Arcana stuff. Um, yeah, this could totally just be like, Alton is just observing to the point where like, when he wakes up, he is going to immediately talk about it with work, immediately like take notes, write down, try to like remember it. And that can totally be something that happens another time. Like it doesn't need to happen right now. Uh, roll me a quick, I just thought of something that you could pick up on. From, from all of this. If you if you have something specific you want to know, then you can ask me if that's something you could reasonably know. But I, I just thought of, of something that, that you could potentially pick up on. Roll me a perception check. 
Ty, you know, I, I just I just did roll an 18 and you gave me nothing for that's, it. No, that's something. This is an earlier version. Oh, my goodness. Cool. That's a six. So, wait, wait. I think I did the math wrong. It's still not going to be enough, but it's a seven. Okay. Radical. So, uh, I step into the circle. You step... <laughs> Um, I close my eyes. <laughs> I plug my ears. No, um, <laughs> I pass out. Keep in mind that you that after this, after this, you are going to be taking notes with um, with Wart, comparing notes, and Alton may discover things in the future that uh, you don't learn in this exact moment. That you and the audience don't learn in this exact moment because of that six, <laughs> seven, seven. Sorry. <laughs> After some amount of time, as everyone is getting everything ready, you are sitting nervously. The mages gesture towards you, letting you know that it is time to begin. And you stand up and walk to the circle. And the ritual begins, and you hear the leaves blowing through the trees and smell the grass, the earth. You hear the distant of crows you see a beetle walking across the ground no I don't hey Ty yeah. no I don't okay you don't you weren't looking for that I super don't see any beetles okay. I look up and I look at those crows Okay. I don't see any beetles though okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt your no, narration no, that's fine. but I'm that's not fine. turning into a beetle monster yeah. <laughs> And the ritual begins, and you feel power flowing into you. You feel the wind and the air wrapping you in a swirling embrace, and you feel strange as your skin turns scaly. You see bark and feathers. (laughs) You just smiled. Flurries of wind picking up the leaves around you, squalls coming from nowhere, pushing the robed figures near you to the ground. The trunks, the uprooted trunks picked up and thrown as a hurricane of energy and might whips up around you and lifts you into the air and you open your eyes and you see in front of you a couple of spilled bottles of milk and your two friends Clara and Wark well no, Wark's your friend Clara just knows you uh, has, she, has she known me for more than a day? probably a little bit more than a day they were friends <laughs> I got that plus three to charisma, baby. We're friends. (laughs) You see your own hands covered in feather and bark and leaves being whipped by unseen, unheard winds until they start to shimmer and fade away as shadow. You feel Mork's hands on your shoulders. You see his face looking at yours with concern. You see Clara's hand clasped to his shoulder, and you are yourself. So? So, 
the same thing happened. And I can't imagine that's the intended purpose. You know, actually, it may be. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't, that can't be everything. And I close my eyes and I lay back down, like frustrated. Like I've only seen what I already knew. And you close your eyes. And you find yourself in a void with lights swimming past your vision as you squeeze your eyelids tighter and don't fall back into the ritual. I I think that you're out of it. So tell me... So what what was different about you said that this that they were doing the same thing to you that they did that you guys did to Maureen what what was different I don't what Tyre rolled a seven I'm just kidding <laughs> um, I don't know it seemed like the same thing from what I could tell happened to me in this dreamscape that's what happened to Maureen so I don't, that clearly isn't the intended purpose but like how much time has passed has this ritual not improved in any way. Have they just been turning people into monsters <laughs> all over the place and nobody's noticed? Was this ritual exactly the same as all of the other, uh, as the one we did with Maureen? Yeah, it seemed like this was more of like, this was the, the, like the first attempt, but like the result was the same. So what you're saying is that if, if that was the first attempt and we think that it happened again, that Maureen's version was a, a different version, then... Whatever they were doing, they could never... I feel like... I've been going over these notes over and over again, and it feels like there's a missing piece. So, if they were trying, time and time again, to do this without getting the help of a druid, and it never worked, I think that what we need to do is get the missing piece. I think that we need to find... A druid. Sorry, in my head I just heard the the background music start to swell up. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was leaving some space there. (laughs) And then we start to laugh and chat over it as the background music slowly gets louder and louder. Um, Do you think we're in that moment right now? Or do you I have, mean, we okay. certainly could be. That's if you have anything like, else you want to ask, in, in my head, I I don't know what else. I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I Alton have nothing else to add. All right, I guess that's where we're at. We're in the end now. Hey, Mallory, do you have a good time? Hey, t- hey, Ty. Yeah, sorry. I, <laughs> I didn't mean to force an ending there, but I just didn't. If if the I don't have anything else to add. If going back to sleep wasn't going to give me any more information, <laughs> then. If going back to sleep doesn't help, then I'm all out of ideas. I'm all out of ideas. Leslie want to just go to a different town where they worship a different god and try again. Uh, all right. I think that we're, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up there. Mallory, do you have anything you would like to plug? Nope. What do you want to plug, Ty? I don't have anything to plug except maybe a show from the Scavengers Network. Uh, how about Timeline Scavengers? A podcast where Colin and James go through literally every scene from the MCU, including 
and I asked Colin for clarification because this seems insane, including the TV shows. Go through every scene in chronological order, and each scene is an episode. That stresses me it out. It stresses me out, too. And maybe, but maybe. I'm sure it's a wonderful show. I'm sorry. That sounds really fun. <laughs> it does. It does sound fun. Um, it does sound fun. That wasn't sarcasm. I'm so sorry. Go listen to that show. It sounds great. And also a little stressful. All right. But listeners don't have to do the stressful part. They just get to enjoy the information. Yeah. It's the podcasters that seem like they've created a stressful environment for themselves. Also, uh, Mallory, you were working on a- another show, a bigger budget show recently. Oh, yeah. I forgot that we already recorded this and then scrapped the whole thing because it was terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, little behind sh- the scenes. Don't tell the listeners. behind the scenes. We did a version of this already, and it was really bad, and so we decided to do it again. Will that? Oops. Will you ever get to see that again? Probably not. No. <laughs> no, you will not. It was, and it was, hey, let me let me also just say, that it was, it was me. It was me all along. No, it really wasn't. It was me. I'd say it was. Anyways. I would say it was 90% me. It was both of us. <laughs> we were both horrible in different ways. Uh. Anyways, I, I forgot that I did actually plug something in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, listeners. Um, if you want to listen to a show that I did accounting stuff on, spoiler alert, um, it's going to be a bummer. <laughs> um, you should go watch Underground Railroad, the TV show that Barry Jenkins made. Um, it is on Amazon, and that is what I spent like a year and a half of my life on doing Radical. accounting stuff. Another fun fact for listeners, I just made a character that was just me <laughs> because I am a boring, boring accountant. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pitter patter on out of here. Pitter patter, pitter I'm moving around the mic as if as if this is going to get picked up, but really, I this is not a stereo mic, so it it won't tell. Yours might be stereo. Who knows? Who knows? Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of "Not Drunk" as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at SideCharacterQuest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at SideCharacterQuest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Uh, there'll be like a little music playing and then bloopers. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. Awesome. It brings me so much joy watching the audio track, trying (laughs) to make it so that there's the exact same amount of time in between each (laughs) number that I say. Uh, that's lovely. And I feel like that sums up everything anyone would ever need to know about me. <laughs> okay, Todd, before we actually get into the show, yes. was that recap good or did you want to record something too? No, that, that's, that's aces. Okay, cool.
Yeah. Uh, the only thing, if I had recorded it, I would have recorded something pretty much exactly matching what I was literally reading out to you before, which would have covered the same information, but been less flavorful, a little more succinct, but yours wasn't verbose. It was just mine would have been bare bones. Gotcha. Bare bones. Cool. Like a skeleton. Uh-huh, like a skelly ah. person. All right. <laughs> That's going right. to be in the bloopers. So in my notes, I just say, like, you know, describe a pretty chill day in the life scene. Um, Do you have any idea in your head already, like, what this person's average day would look like? You don't Um, have to describe it. You can just tell me, like, just so that I know the scene to set up. I think so. Okay. I think so. Um, I don't know how much to tell you. Can you give me a location? Like an an office, an office type job. An office type job? Yes. Like bookkeeping and such. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> because I, I just thought, and by I just thought of it, I mean Eli and I just thought of this idea like 10 minutes ago. So let's do this. It's fully I, formed. Radical. But okay. also if it's going to 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 put... A wrench right in that plan. No, no, no. This is this is exactly the sort of like a uh, uh, of ridiculous thing that I could not have planned for. Um, I could have planned for it. Let's be real. Uh, but <laughs> the sort of thing that I, I I couldn't have planned for that is the reason that I wanted this to not be scripted. <laughs> um, man, am I going to leave in all of this conversation for people? So here, I don't know. That's a good. Um, definitely in the bloops, probably. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Cats, cats going crazy. <laughs> hey, bud. Okay, I might need to kick him out in a second. No. <laughs> He's a delight. Could you see him run by? I could not because I stare at the audacity thing or the the audio recording thing. Gotcha. The entire time. And you're in a corner of my computer screen so that I can see the facial expressions that you make. But that's about it. Okay. this is this is a moment when I ask you, Mallory, is there anything else? uh, This is not going to be in the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to reveal about your character in this scene that has not happened yet? No, I got to close the door, though, because I can hear Eli talking loudly while playing video games. This is where I ask you, Ty. Yes. Not in the podcast. If you want to do literally anything else, because I did have another idea, but then Eli and I were joking about how funny it would be if I just made Uh, myself. No, no, no. This this is very good. I like it so far. I I don't know what you're going for besides they are uh, an accountant of some sort. Um, so I'm I'm down. That was it. I just I okay. just made Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't get it. Oh no. Oh, I. Damn it. That's just it. I'm sorry. I, I guess I should have waited. But I don't know oh. how more of it would get revealed if we're gonna skip ahead to like the war. Yeah. No. Uh. Now I now I feel like sad. <laughs> <laughs> no. I thought that what you were doing is um you were. Uh, you decided to make this flashback a flashback to Maureen. And, oh, no. and I, I was like, well, I'm going to have to shuffle some things around to make this work 
but no, I just couldn't I'm decide interested. what kind of job I wanted my character to have. And then Eli was like, why don't you just make them an accountant? And I was like, you need accountants during wartime. You got to find that money yeah. for all that shit somewhere. And then we're like, well, if they're all going to be humans anyway, <laughs> I might as well just make myself. Yes. Um, man, about, about your same age, uh, uh, dark brown hair, um, dark brown beard, uh, walks over and uh, waves and, and says, oh, hey, uh, hey, how do you do it? And we're, then he we're trips. We're not going to do that. And he spills, <laughs> spills coffee on you. Um, <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> Oh, or you uh, I'm, I'm going to add one line, okay? Uh, because I feel like this would be helpful for you and also helpful for the listener. This isn't what an accountant does. What do you do? Really, Ty? You thought that that was <laughs> that was unclear? Okay, I just you, wanted to make. Hey, you're you've never been an accountant. <sighs> <laughs> no, no. What I wanted, uh, sorry, the, the reason I wanted to give that clarification was because I thought that a listener might think this was a vision of a different person. Very fair. Yes. Very fair. Yes. I hobble on in. Hobble, hob, hob, <laughs> goblin. Oh, it's all coming together. I put all the pieces together. Wait, I gotta wake up. I look for some coffee. <laughs> Welcome. I, I see that you got our message. Oh, well, well, no. Let me find it. Oh, hello. Oh, well, 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 well. Well, there it is. Oh. Into a sort of focus. There was a very loud car outside, so I'm going to do that again is why you are here. Was that another loud car? Let me do that again. <laughs> I see Mallory, like, <laughs> slowly sliding Sorry. away. Were you, uh, were you, was that you was noping out of the, the situation? No, 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 no. Okay. Sorry. I was just trying not to, to interrupt. I thought that your narration was going to go a little bit longer. And, um... <laughs> Rude cat. Rude cat. Meow. I have created a situation where I can very easily cut scenes by just saying, and you opened your eyes. So right. if there's anything else that you want to do in this situation, anything you want to ask, anything, whatever, then go for it. I but have not- done the things that I need to do for me. I don't want to be in the room with this this guy anymore, <laughs> but like. I mean, I, I know that uh, Sir, Re- uh, Sir Redrick, um, Cedric. You are you okay, are so from we Bregatone. Are Bregatone. We are Bregatone. Yes. <laughs> we are Marshall. <laughs> I don't know what that's referencing. It's just a movie that I don't think I've even seen. <laughs> it's a football movie. Anyways, oh, I was not expecting that. Orange, we are farmers. Anyways, sorry. Um, where where were we? Oh, I was I was um, repeating myself a, a million times as uh, work. 
right? Yeah, we did that. I don't. Oh, I don't know oh, which, oh, oh, oh. We did that, and then Work was like, "You want me to explain magic?" And Ooh. Alton was like, "No," and closed his eyes. And <laughs> is that actually what you said? <laughs> like, no, and it closed my eyes. Because that would be hilarious. I don't remember exactly what I said. Because it cut out before you lo- said that, was, so I didn't. It know was what along you said. those lines okay. of we don't we don't have time for this right now. Okay, that's that's very good. Okay, cool. I just feel like I, I feel like I, I chose wisdom and charisma because I feel like it's the two things. Loud car. This is going to the bloops. So it doesn't matter if I pick up that mic. Yeah. Um, Jesus, though. Yeah, we never ended the show. <laughs> we'll have to go but... back and do that. Um, 